We had a really good weekend. Good weekend. Uh, good week. I don't know this. Overall? It's been uh, the last few days. Feel like summer, finally. Finally. My goodness. And it's officially summer. And it feels like summer. Yeah. Double whammy. Yeah. No, it's just enjoying. Although, as much as I like the sun, I find that when I... We've been doing a lot of driving back and forth. And I find when it's like really sunny and nice outside light... Driving in a car is not as enjoyable. I don't know. Like, I almost hate the sun because it's kind of like burning me. I have the AC on. Like, it's a very, like, unnatural, uncomfortable climate. Mm. I don't know. There's something about, like, I'm, okay, enough sun for a bit. Give me a cloud. But it's only like that when I'm in the car. How about driving in a snowstorm? That's also horrible. Yes. I used to do <laughs> With that. your high beams. <laughs> I used to do that regularly. Well, back in my old job. But That's right. So neither is good. Although, yeah, sun is sun is less bad. Yeah. There you go. We better get used to that. We're getting a lot of sun where we're going. Yeah, we won't we won't be driving, so we won't be driving, so I guess I'll be happy. Hopefully. Hopefully. I'm sure you'll find something to complain about. Well yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, dude. But I guess there's one less thing to complain about. Some exciting sort of exciting news. Oh, not, not exciting. Nothing official. Nothing to get excited about yet. Potential no. potentially potential for excitement. excitement news. Yes. So Viva, what is it? So I was just randomly looking at apartments and nothing was coming up. And it was a bit terrifying in a sense. What if we don't find anything in Santa Marinella? What are we going to do? That was a little scary. But in like in everything else, we just decided to put it in God's hands. And um, I posted in one of my Facebook groups of the city. I don't even know. I don't even know why I did it. I just decided to do it one day. And I got a few replies. And one of them was... Really exciting. So someone said that they had an apartment that was... So here are our criteria. We need it to be close to the train station because we don't have a car. So we need to walk to the train station. Every day you'll be doing that. That's so my, it that'll needs be, to be... Yeah, close. Just to save on time. You know. That's right. So close to the train station. And then we want two bedrooms. Just so the girls have a bedroom. We have a bedroom. But also when guests come... We can, we can make it all work. So we can have visitors. Exactly. Some people said they were coming to visit us for sure already. Mm, so... so. Exactly. No excuses. No excuses. So we need two bedrooms and then we want AC because we're Canadians. We're not used to crazy heat. I mean, we we were in Houston for a bit, but there was AC everywhere. No, so we know, we know, well, we know crazy heat. We know crazy heat, but having AC to go to fall back on. Yeah. So like, well, we could, I could imagine those super summers in Houston without AC, we'd be dead. That's right. That's why AC is so important. We know AC is very important climate like that. We're not going to mess around here. Right. You know, so. so. These these were all the criteria that I put on on the, the post on Facebook. And someone replied and it was all the checkbox, check, 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 check. And the price was really good. It's really within our budget. So I, I, I just asked my friend over there in Santa Marinella if she just, if she could look over the 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 message making sure that I really understood it that there was AC and everything and she uh, out of the goodness of her heart she um 
Volunteered. Volunteered to go and see the apartment. So it's all set up. She's going tomorrow. Oh, I'm kinda, so stressed. It's kind of crazy. And excited. And um, and the beauty is that this apartment is 10 minutes from her house. And everyone, within 10 minutes of, of everyone's house in this, this community of Angelicum wives. So it, it's in the hub of Angelicum families. And it's really close to the beach. And it's really close to the train station. It's really close to yeah. services and grocery stores. And whatnot, so I am really excited. Oh, it has it has two two balconies. There we go. Which is another big thing. The only downside is that it doesn't have an elevator, and it's on the second floor. So ground floor, first floor, second floor. E. So of course I can do it. It's gonna be good for my quads. <laughs> my quads. Quad blasting, man. And uh, and my stamina. But I, I'm I'm just picturing with strollers and and the kids. It's not ideal. But then again, beggars can be choosers, and this is a really exciting place. So, I don't know. I'll, I'll, we'll keep you guys posted, but she's going to see the apartment tomorrow. Hopefully, we can manage to do it all from a distance. You know, send the deposit, sign a contract somehow. Yeah, and, yeah. And this will solve problems. So, I've been losing sleep over another problem. It's Okay, Italian bureaucracy is very complicated. When you look at the rules, it says that if you want to apply, if you want to be a resident... You need to apply within eight days of arriving into Italy. Yeah, what a ran- random number, but that's the number, it's folks. Eight days, which is fine, but they have requirements that come with it that are not feasible within eight days. So you need to have a rental contract that is for more than a year, typically, um, because it needs to be registered. So unless you find an apartment from far, it's very complicated to you know, make that work. Yeah. And then another thing is you need to, if you're not employed for pay, which we're not, um, we need to prove that we have, we funds. have sufficient funds, but it needs to be in an Italian account. Which but when we, I, when we... I look it up, Italian accounts are really hard to open if you're not a resident. This is, this was driving me crazy a little bit. I don't know what we're going to do. I reached out to the, the consulate in Toronto here and the lady called me very nice lady, very helpful. And she said, you know, this is the rule. It's going to be fine if you do it two weeks, three weeks after, because within 90 days, we're still legal. We're allowed to stay in Italy for 90 days without a visa. So we're still legal. It's after 90 days that we become illegal. So after that, I was calmed down a little bit and I I thought, okay, we'll have time to find an apartment. But if we do find an apartment right now, then that's being taken care of. And also the lady for our private health insurance has been asking for our address and we keep on telling we don't have one yet and she doesn't understand. So if we have one address, she's going to be... Simplified things. (laughs) Yeah. When we went to um, to Houston, we actually had a little lady that helped us out with all these things. I remember. Uh, Everything was taken care of by your company. She was was awesome. She was some South African lady, just had this... Anyway, she took us to the... She found the one bank that kind of would make it work. You know, she... She knew the hoops and stuff like that. So I kind of appreciate sort of this expat helper. We don't have that. So we're like, okay, where do I go for bank? Like, when do I? We do have our expat helper. Oh. My friend who's over there who's been so, so helpful. That is true. But it's good to share this. Like, if you're, again, we kind of emphasize this, find these people who know these things because there's so many. You can, maybe, and we're kind of a little bit like, what's it called we're very like we want to be like ready for this we don't yes. want surprises some people will probably go in there like we didn't do anything we didn't have health insurance and got through i guess that can work it's just the idea of having to like go go there and like no you can't stay here or 
Yeah, uh, yeah, we we don't want that to because happen. of a technicality. Something like something stooge like yes. that we could have avoided and planned for. Yeah, not our thing. So not your thing. <laughs> not my thing, especially. Yeah. So no, I that's 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 positive. And this place, I thought you mentioned you you showed this place to your mom or like this place once upon a time. Like so, it came back again a while back. Yeah. So and it came back at a lower price too. So it's like okay, everything seems to be working out. So far, so good. We've been pretty lucky so far with these kinds of things. So I'm wondering if this is another one of those. Here you go. Is it luck or providence? Uh, so, to be continued. Well, but I'm sure by next episode we'll have something a little more concrete. Probably, that's right. And then, yeah, then at that point it'll be two months down. So that'll be kind of yeah. We've been chatting about the idea of it's gonna be it would it, the idea of just being able to go to a place. Um, instead of like a temporary place for a month, but like going right to our home for the next few years, that sounds awesome. It's just a weight off our shoulders. It's it's gonna be so crazy, so life changing. I just want to yeah. start to get adjusted right away. I don't want to have to change, 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 change again. Oh, so oh, very exciting, very stressful. Hopefully, it works out. If not, you know, it's God's will, and God's we keep will. on keep on looking. So that's one piece of exciting news. Another piece of exciting news is that I got an freelance job oh yeah that was pretty that's pretty cool that is super cool it's a legit job i i am doing a little bit of translation uh, on this genko database uh for now but it's very very little i don't have a lot of work yeah it's spotty it was it was kind of you did a lot you did just like a like a translation test they didn't really ask for a resume or anything right you just had to do a little test if you can translate here you go you're in right and uh yeah it's yeah, it's been on and off. You yeah, I make a few bucks here and there, and it's good for now. But yeah, it wasn't was not going to sustain us. And I started to apply to other jobs, and it was very stressful because I'm not the type of person to sell myself. Oh man, you haven't had to do that, yeah? Oh it's... my goodness, all the jobs I've had were handed to me on a silver platter, and uh, this one I actually had to sell myself, and it was very—I I did not like that at all. And um, for this particular job. I had to send my resume, but then I was taking a test also, which I love doing because then even I know for myself that I'm good enough. Yeah. I don't like to lie and say, yeah, I'm good for the job, but then I don't know if I'm actually good for the job. This time I was doing the test. It was very hard. And um, so it's a job for uh, subtitles. And what's hard about subtitles from English to French is that English is way more concise than French is. So when you translate something in French, it's going to end up being longer. And you can actually, at home, check it out. If you have a, a, anything that has a English and French description, the fr English description is going to be much shorter than the French one. Because yeah. French says you uses more words. But that's the problem with, with subtitles because you have a limited amount of time that you can... Limited amount of character. Well, it has to fly, it has to go over the, the whatever you're watching. Right. It can't just stay there forever. Forever, like and then if it's too long, you won't have time to read it. It doesn't work. So that was that was very stressful, and I had to cut not into the the the, the meaning of the text, but I had to cut into some things that I was not comfortable cutting because I'm so used to being so precise. Oh yeah. yeah. So that was that was a little stressful. It took me a long time, but I did the test, and then a few days later, they told me that I I got the job, and it was. This this was legit. I had to sign a contract. I had to sign a confidentiality agreement. They got you set up on all these apps and everything, like your team viewer. So you're like, this is a yeah. This is that. That was awesome. Yeah, I think we just found this thing on Indeed. And I, I, Indeed. I did I send it to you? You I, I was looking oh. out for jobs. I 
yeah, you found some gems. So, so the- yeah, so I got this up. I don't know yet how much work I'll get. I don't know what the workflow looks like. I don't know if I, you know, it's easy to refuse jobs because I still have babies at home. That's going to be uh, as much as it, yeah, it's freelance, but like what is, I yeah, we don't know. Really, don't know we're, we're learning, but at the same yes. time, it's, you know, you can always quit if it's too much or right. whatever, right? So, But it pays pretty well. And uh, I don't know, it's exciting. So I can't wait to start working, see how much money I can get, how much time I can spend on it. It's going to be nice to experiment with that. And then... Well, this uh, will help offset so many things, right? Like right. that's when we look at our our budget and everything. Everything's pretty good. It, it's going to be tight. I mean, having just the extra work though, it's just going to make us, you know, enjoy it probably that much more, you know, so which is... Less stress. Less stress because again, there's always expenses and stuff. So there's, you know, not... We were never not planning to work, but like having this kind of in the bag now, it's it's like, oh, okay. It's right. not going to be, you know, we're going to be on the streets anytime soon or anything, so... That's right. But again, yeah, I won't be working full time, so... We'll we'll see we'll see how it how it all works out, but this is super exciting. Can't wait to to start. Yeah, look at you. Now listen to the melody. Maybe it come from me, Sally. And I can sing like Buddy Nelly. I think it's plain to see. Some people say that. One of the earlier segments that we used to do was sort of do some reflections on some books that we're reading. And we decided that maybe it'd be good to go through some of the stuff we've been reading. It's probably been a while since we've done this. We've only done it once. We've only done it once? <laughs> yes. It's a hard one to do because, at least for me, like, I read a lot of, I guess, the, the sort of the works of the saints. Those are pretty quick to go through and stuff. And I guess depending on your schedule to what you're reading, I never want this to be just like a monologue of me talking about things <laughs> I've read. Well, to be honest, I haven't read a lot lately. All the changes and everything. I, yeah. Rightly so. Yeah. It's been totally crazy. Totally threw me off my routine. So yeah, I haven't been reading a lot, but I just picked it up again. So we got, you got some books to cover and a little bit. So maybe start with one of your books that you've been reading. Right. So one of the books, I think your brother, your your big brother is a big book aficionado. So he collects, he goes to thrift stores and whatnot and he finds gems everywhere. Yep. And he's been, well, he gave me one book once and I loved it so much that I I asked him through you to get me more books. And that that was one of them, one of the books that he got me. It's called Smart, Smart Martha's Guide uh, for Catholic moms or something like that. Smart Marthas. And the idea is how to not only be a Martha for your household, but to learn to be a bit more like Mary. Thank you, Joey. It's called Smart Martha's Catholic Guide for Busy Moms uh, from uh, Tammy Kaiser. Kaiser. Looks like that. K-I-S-E-R. I just started reading it, but the first few pages, I was just laughing the whole way because... <laughs> the the author basically says stop doing the dishes stop cleaning stop no she doesn't say that she said, learn to not only do these things but also spend time with your kids and play with them and and i was laughing because the one thing that i don't do is <clears throat> cleaning and and being productive i that's the one thing i struggle with if anything i'm too much of a mary with my kids yeah <laughs> <laughs> How to be a smarter Mary. How to be a smart, smart Mary, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, because the premise of the book is kids are like Jesus in your household. 
So just like Mary was spending time with Jesus, you need to spend time with your kids. And that, that is very true and very good. And, but that's all I do. I just sit and I play with them and I read them books and I teach them songs, which is awesome. But then I'm not taking care of the household. And we had a little bit of a confrontation, not really in, um, an, ex- an encounter, I don't know, encounter. Someone admonished us. Okay, better word. For not keeping the, the basement tidy. And at first I was peaked. Like, oh, dare they? But then it's their house, right? It's, it's, it's your family's house. And we're living here for, you know, basically free. Not really, but so, so yeah, that's something that I need to work on a lot. So uh, this book is not necessarily for me, but I just thought it was funny. So now it's the opposite goal. My goal is to be more productive around the house and spend less time with the kids. How how to spend less time with your kids. That'll be your new book. That's right. You can write that later. So no, that's, I mean, that's very practical advice for a very, this person's an American, right? Yeah. So again, Americans, you know, work, work, work. Like this is probably a big problem for them. I never see my kid. But you know what? One of your sisters was telling me that this is an issue that she struggles with. That she does not spend enough time with the kids and because she feels there's always something to be done. So maybe I should pass, pass along the book to her. You're listening. You Sister. Heard, you, you, or whoever, you have the name of the book. So, no, it's good. Yeah. I've, I've never... Uh, that's that's the whole benefit of this segment. You can share things that like, oh, okay. Right. I, I think it would benefit some people, like your sister or our sister-in-law as well. Yeah. So, I was, yeah, I, so thanks for sharing that. One, one of the things that I've been reading lately or read quite a while ago, I'm not sure if I mentioned, was a... I love, uh, there's, you don't see them too often, but you see biographies of saints done by saints. Um, I think I mentioned a long time ago, I read something by St. Bonaventure on St. Francis on his life, St. Francis of Assisi. I really enjoyed that. I recommend anyone who wants to read that, you know, that type of work, pick it up. It's great. Get a real understanding of St. Francis. And I know you'll tie in a little bit of, a little bit about this later on, but uh, I really enjoyed that. But the one I read recently was by St. Athanasius on... The life of Saint Anthony. Now, this is Saint Anthony of, of of the desert, and I don't know. I I I love reading about. I I know you probably like don't even want to hear. Uh, you're already smirking, but I just love the like again Saint Anthony of the desert or of of Egypt. I'm not sure exactly. I forget his title, but yeah, like he was like a young boy again. The the whole the whole classic thing. Well off. Um, I think he had he had a sister. Uh, both, both his parents passed away. And I think I'm, I'm guessing around the age of 20 or so. I can't remember the exact age. He decided like, yeah, I'm going to follow the Lord. So I, he sold basically all he had. He got all the money. He gave either most of it away, but he left some of it for his sister. Cause he like, okay, I didn't want to send her to poverty or anything nice like that. Guy. I think he gave her money and I think she ended up, but it's kind of funny at the end of the story, they kind of relate how she has formed their own order or was part of an order in a sense. So it's kind of, it seems kind of cruel, but not really. I don't know. It's I'm always kind of inspired by these by these tales, um, especially just the way. And you kind of read later on his life how he, I don't know, just constantly lived, giving up his life for the Lord, and it just it really just highlights the because one of the things he always relied on he he was not educated. He was you know he called himself an ignorant man all the time. But yet he understood scripture. He understood faith like extraordinarily well, right? Saint Athanasius was admired by, uh, admired him greatly. 
And he often sent people to him to St. Anthony to get wisdom, to get advice from someone again who, and to me, that's, that is very much countercultural. And, you know, one of the, one reason why I admire that is even today, I think we talked about a few episodes back about this open letter to Pope Francis. And again, there were some commentaries on that. Well, one in the, one common Catholic commentator said, okay, the people who are talking about that, they don't have the right credentials. They don't have the right definitions and blah, blah, blah. And that person was later rebuttaled by another person questioning, you know, they ended up questioning his credentials. So it's like, you don't have the credentials to speak and blah, 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 blah. And then here you go. You have St. Anthony and he was like, I don't think he, and he's like, I don't think he bathed. Like he was like, I'm not going to bathe. I don't, he was, you can imagine this raggedy, stinky. raggedy, stinky man. Who's filled with like filled with the spirit to like this capacity, which again philosophers came, Greek philosophers came to challenge him. He was able to beat them away, you know. Uh, again, he like knew instinctively that Arianism was wrong. Like he had like it's it's amazing. So I'm often very much inspired by sort of the simplicity of these things. It's again we are going to Rome in a sense, and uh, I'm going to be focusing on learning and growing in 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 the in the faith in an intentional way, but. We always have to kind of get back to the basics that that's not necessarily what's required. Like that's not a a requirement in order to be a great Catholic. I think we all have to realize, and that's even for me, it's kind of, well, I'm doing that. But at the same time too, I like, even last week we were kind of wor- like, not worried, but like, oh, if we were pregnant again, would we go through with this? And yes. in some ways I was, I was like, you know what? I, I don't really care anymore if that's the case. Cause I was kind of, well, okay, what's the point of all this? I'm like, you know what? I'll figure out this stuff. If the Lord wants to show me this stuff, like he did with St. Anthony, like he does with so many other countless people, he'll get it done if I live the life he's asking us to live. And we can all do that in any way we can, right? There's no need to go to Rome per se, but he... There I still is, would still go to Rome. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm like, well, the fact that you said, I'm like, okay, I guess we're still going. So the, yes. door, the door has not closed. But <laughs> no. anyways, St. Anthony, by uh, biography by St. Athanasius. A lot of the stuff that I read, just for folks who are interested in that kind of stuff, it's it's on uadvent.org. They just have all this stuff right. ready to go. Easy to read. Librivox. Librivox can have some audio books. Right. So, so take a look there if you want to drive and listen. Get her done. That's what I've been doing. So y'all know that I listen to podcasts, but lately I started to, I added some LibriVox books to my podcast um, rotation. And one of them is, um, I've been trying to focus on St. Francis of Assisi because I've mentioned before that I was interested in the Franciscan order. And of course, I'm not even ready to discern it just yet, but I want to learn more about St. Francis, Francis. And so I I started to listen to uh, I don't even know how it's called but it's by Chesterton and it's about the life of St Francis and I think I like his approach so far because his approach is to keep it very basic he's not going to go very deep it's it's for you know the everyday person to yeah. understand St Francis in his time and and all that and I think that's a good introduction to it and another book is um Flowers in the Garden Maxims from St Francis and other Franciscan saints or blessed or figures big franciscan figures and it's 365 maxims so one for each day of the year oh, wow. and a, a few ones were really good i i remember i post i i shared a few with joe they're they're really impactful but one that one that really marked me was um just to give a little bit of backstory when i was looking at the franciscan order 
I remember sending a lot of stuff to Jules. Like, this is so exciting. This I I I can relate to this so much, but I am so not worthy of it all. I am not ready yet. I don't. I'm not good enough yet. So to come back to this book, Saint Francis basically said a lot of people would be lost if it wasn't for their their order. Yeah, and that makes so much sense because orders are not for saints. They help people become saints. Yeah. And it gives them the proper tools to be able to do it. Through the magic of podcasting, we are back. I don't know if you could hear it in the background, but Monica started crying, so we had to tend to that. But she's back asleep. So Children. Can't control them. Gotta love them. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a good point about the orders. And it's, it's very important to... To realize, again, just as there are different members in the body of Christ, we have to realize, again, a lot of the orders, somewhere there were people who are called to set up the orders. You got your St. Teresa of Avila, your St. Francis of Assisi, St. Ignatius of uh, Loyola. But then you need the people, you know, who stay in the order and grow in the order, who benefit from the order, the structure, the discipline. And these people yes. become saints by these means as well, right? So they are... so. You know, we don't have to be a saint. You know, to be a saint doesn't require you to start an order unless the Lord calls you to that. But yeah, it's it's huge. Like the idea of your temperament, who you are, greatly benefits from this this structure in order to grow in holiness. Speaking of temperaments, I think we all assume that the people who enter religious orders are melancholics because they're so prayerful. They're so they, they love to think about things about God. They, they're it's easier for them to meditate. But everybody can benefit from. From an order, if anything, you know, clerics, it's good for obedience yes. and humility. Yep. And sanguine, it gives them... Helps sh- them to be not distracted, not, yeah, focus on... Channel their energy and their their thoughts. And phlegmatics, it's just the, the kick in the behind that they need, maybe. Yeah. The structure and the... It, it's, it's, you know, phlegmatics, like myself, struggle with motivation. And yeah, no need for motivation. You just have to do these things. So get it done. And also, too, in, well, at least in an order, you're accountable to someone, so you like to please people, so yes. there's a motivator. You don't want to let people down. I don't like down. it when people don't like me and are mad at me. And there you go. So, <laughs> these, it's, there's, I don't think it's a coincidence, right? That's that's why these orders are so beneficial. And That's right. It doesn't mean that we all should kind of take a, you know, we're all called to do orders, even as lay people, not necessarily, but uh, I think if you have that inkling and you've been showing kind of that inkling towards... Uh, at least a Franciscan order. It's it's worthy to just pursue and see what happens. Exactly. Yeah. I I don't even know much about it, so I'll keep on keep on listening to audiobooks about Saint Francis, and I've been enjoying that a lot. He's a very interesting guy, it, and we've been chatting a lot about him lately because Saint Francis is used a lot lately, especially as a champion of the charismatic movement, which is totally true and totally right because he praised brother son he he was you know he was dancing with the animals and did, right. well, at least that that image they give of him right so so all of these things but saint francis is so so big on penance and as much as he praised brother son he was mad at brother ass so donkey donkey yeah uh, which is an analogy for his body and this is something that you don't hear a lot about Saint oh, Francis. Yeah. He, well, again, just a biography of Saint from Saint Bonaventure. Yeah, he used to jump into the snow in the middle of winter, right, just to be able to fight back the temptations of the flesh. It's yes. like 
Yeah, you don't read about that. Like no. that's a part that's usually skimmed over. Right. So I think it's very important to learn about Saint Francis in his entirety, because he. So, some people say that he's the saint that is closest to Christ. Well, I don't know if that's true, but that's interesting because we want to follow Christ and we want to be like Christ, and you can't pick and choose what you like to do. Sure, it's beautiful to praise. Jesus to praise God to praise the Son that's amazing but it has to go hand in hand with penance and with mortification and with you know regret of our sins and wanting to become better and and all these things so the and and vice versa right you can't only have penance you need to you know, you need to serve you need to love you need to you need to do all these things right this is not just it's not penance for the sake of penance right it's right. So grow in charity, right? And grow in virtue and holiness, right? Yeah. These things go hand in hand. But yeah, it's, I, I, yeah, I don't, I mean, we're kind of winding down here, but I think bottom line is I don't think it's a surprise that people have done that. They've kind of created a, well, people do that with Christ too. And they do that with his saints. They kind of find a Christ or a St. Francis that appeals to them. That's right. not too aggressive. You know, St. Francis, no, he's, he's a gentle soul. It, yeah. He was. He, he was, but he also he was, was very tough on himself. He was also very, very gentle with others. He was very fierce with himself. So. You know, this is keep on reading this stuff. I mean, if this if this kind of material speaks to you, you know, take a look at maybe the few of the references we shared and uh, growing. Keep on growing. Keep right, on reading. Find us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Rome is home on Facebook. Write to us, like us, give us money, whatever you want. Whatever. We're not going to stop you right. from doing what you want. So God bless people. God bless everyone. Yeah.